I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, can I help you find something? Librarians specialize in helping you find what you were looking for and sometimes what you didn't know you were looking for. Thank you for joining me as I talk to my guests about all things library, including the books inside them. I'm Julie Chavez, and this is Ask a Librarian. Megan Volchko's love of libraries started early, hiding in the book drop while her grandmother worked the circulation desk at her local public library. Megan graduated with an MLIS from Kent State University, then worked in academic libraries. She came to Overdrive in 2014, where she worked as an account manager for libraries in over 30 different states, and before becoming manager of the Public Library Collection Development Team, working with libraries across the U.S. and Canada. She is now a digital content librarian three, specializing in marketing, PR, and upcoming titles. She would love to recommend a good book, especially if it has a happily ever after. Here is my conversation with Megan. Hi, Megan. Thanks so much for being with me today. Hello, hello. I am so thrilled to talk with you. I want to hear all about ebooks on Overdrive and Libby, and I think you are the perfect person to walk me through this. I will try my hardest <laughs> to be a good ambassador and Fantastic. to lead you down the path of knowledge or whatever. This is beautiful. <laughs> I'm already so excited. So, well, tell me a little bit about yourself before we get started. You are, how long have you been doing this job and how did you get started in it? Well, I've been with Overdrive for just over eight years, which is just wild. Wow. Because I'm pretty sure I just graduated from library school like last year, <laughs> which course. just doesn't really work with my <laughs> actual career path. Right. But yeah, I, you know, I, I was an English major and like, and many English majors that set me up perfectly to go to grad school of course. because there aren't that many jobs out there for straight undergrad English majors. And my grandmother actually worked in her local library uh, at the circulation desk. So I hung out at the library a lot when I was a kid. Oh, and cool. then as a teen was one of those kids that kind of always haunted all the programming. I'm just like, you know what, maybe this, give this library thing a, a look-see. So I got my MLIS from uh, Kent State here. I'm in, I'm located in Cleveland, Ohio. Okay. Because anyone from Cleveland can't go five minutes without mentioning Cleveland. It's in our DNA. Okay. That's something I did not know. I'm already yeah, learning now you do. things. Okay. Any, any of your Cleveland, Northeastern Ohio-based listeners will understand. Okay, uh, I'm actually perfect. kind of surprised I'm not wearing a Cleveland. Actually, I'm wearing a Cleveland t-shirt. That's another thing we do. We all <laughs> rep Cleveland. So underneath my sweatshirt, I'm wearing a Cleveland-based t-shirt. Perfect. Little 
deep cut for your Cleveland-based fans. <laughs> yes. But I went to Kent State here in Northeastern Ohio because they have the only MLIS program in the state of Ohio, wow. sadly. And so I actually, I am a master's degree librarian, like many of the people that you talk to. And actually, when I graduated from library school was during the lovely recession of 2008, 2009. Mm. And uh, it was kind of hard to find jobs for everybody. And I ended up finding my way into academia. So I worked in academic libraries for many years, although all of my studies were in uh, adult services because I love literature. I love reading. I love recommending books to people. I loved all of that. And while I loved my time in working in academic libraries, um, I also loved this thing called overdrive. And when I was in library school, I actually bought a Nook Oh, way back when, because yeah. that used to be the only way you could get ebooks from the library was through your Nook, through okay. through OverDrive, that you had to download on your computer and you had to plug it all in, and oh, it was it was very clunky. Yes, but when I was looking for jobs, was pleasantly dis- surprised to discover OverDrive was here in my backyard, and that I could get a job with OverDrive and not have to move, <laughs> and that I could work just as being a pure collection development librarian and work with libraries all over the world mm. to try to get the right books into their patrons' hands. So eight plus years ago now, I just sent a resume in to just a random job posting for a collection development librarian. And I've been here for a long time. Yeah. Ever since. Jeez. And uh, yeah, so I am a digital content librarian um, with OverDrive. We have actually, we have over 50 librarians on staff across all departments within OverDrive. We're a very library heavy. Our CEO's wife was a librarian. Okay. So um, it's a very librarian-friendly organization. Uh, But my team in particular works with North American public libraries, so libraries all across the U.S. and Canada. Okay. And we work directly with libraries to make sure that they have the books that their patrons need and want. That is fantastic. What's your favorite part of your job? Oh, my. That is a difficult question. I think really getting the opportunity to know what's coming and to have like to that be my career, you know, yeah. to, that I am actively like publishers do presentations for us all the times. They send us advanced reading copies like they my job is to know what you're going to want to read in March what you're going to run a read in June and what you want to read right now. Yeah. It's spare. Congratulations. You want to read spare. (laughs) Everybody wants to read spare. Everyone does Uh, want to read spare. Yes. I've Uh, heard of that one. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Like if my in-laws have heard of it, then everybody wants to read it. Of course. (laughs) But it's so just being able to be like rewarded both, you know, personally and financially for knowing what is it like exciting out there, what's new and different. And also being able to kind of elevate authors that that I like and genres that I like and being able to uh, make sure that there's all different types of people whose voices are being heard is really exciting as well. So Absolutely. yeah, I like, I like being able to be a professional book expert. Yeah. <laughs> that is a really, really fun way to think about it is that you're just out into the future with these books and then kind of knowing what's coming next. It is a really fun thing. I've only started reading a few advanced reader copies and it's just, it feels fun to kind of I be warn you in though, the know. It can be kind of lonely. 
in that because like then you can't I, talk about it. Yeah. Like I finished <gasps> the new Allie Hazelwood because I love Allie Hazelwood. I'm a oh, big yeah. romance reader. Okay. And uh her next book comes out in either May or June because that's when she releases. Okay. And I finished it last week and I want to talk about it with so many people and no one I know has read it. So that because is yeah, you're you're on an island. Yeah, and I read them knowledge. digitally for the okay. most part. And so it's not like I can even share unless I hand over my Kindle to someone and then I don't have my Kindle. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I can't, that, like, yeah, that creates a problem. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can't be like, okay, let me lend it to you and give it, and then we can talk about it. <laughs> yes. But I, yeah, like I mostly, yeah, I read so many. I'm, I'm always reading at once sometime an advanced or some kind of ebook. Okay. I'm always reading a physical book and I'm always listening to an audiobook. Okay. That makes sense. I could yeah. see. So that way you can at least talk to people about what you're currently reading. Yes. Okay, good. I mean, yeah. I don't want you to get too lonely. No. It's winter in Cleveland. It I've is heard. winter. In, it's 14 <laughs> degrees outside right now. Oh, that's not ideal. No. I live in California now. I'm from Colorado originally, but I live in California now. And I have become the biggest baby on the planet. It just, so I don't know if I ever move to Cleveland, I'm really going to have to think about like a new wardrobe. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just a, it's an ex- layers. That's really the <laughs> best thing that I can say. Starting with a Cleveland t-shirt. Yes. Start okay. with your Cleveland Perfect. t-shirt and perhaps a Cleveland sweatshirt. And, Fantastic. and then, yeah, I have Cleveland hats. There's all sorts <laughs> of Cleveland wear that you can get to I'm really wrap how excited you are for your town. <laughs> and, but yeah, it's, it is chilly, but it's winter. I guess that's I what this it is, is. This is what it is. More time for reading. So here's a question for you. Okay. So I know for some people, even now, and it's it's not like this is super new tech, but I think for some people, we all get in the system of doing things how we do them, and then we don't realize there's an easier, faster way to do them. So if I'm a person that does not know that I can get a library book onto my Kindle, how? what's the what's the place to start? Just give me the breakdown of like, this is Overdrive, this is Libby. How do, how do these all work and how do we access them? So Overdrive is the company okay. in general. Uh, Libby is our reading app for public libraries. We also have one called Sora that's for schools. Okay. And we have Canopy that's streaming uh, video. So like oh. movies and uh, television shows. Wow. So these, the best way for you to start if you're just is either to walk into your library and surrender your device to one of your friendly librarians who will be able to help you. Great. Um, Because we have copious amounts of training resources that we give for them as well as for the public in general. Okay. Is to go to your app store. Or if you're feeling real hardcore desktop, you can also go to libbyapp.com and do all the same stuff on your desktop. Oh, good to know. Okay. So that's something that I do if I'm like, if I discover a book that I want to read and I'm just sitting here on my work computer, yeah. I'll go to Libby app and I'm signed in up with my library card on that. But then I'll do all my reading on or listening on my phone or my Kindle or whatever device. Okay. Uh, that's so we do a have really a desktop good version. tip because sometimes for those of us that are trying to, you know, break our relationship with our phones, that's good to know that it's all accessible there. Yes. So it's okay. the exact same layout. It's, it kind of has that feel. It's the reverse of if you've ever gone to a website on your phone that clearly wasn't like built for <laughs> mobile. Yes. It, this is one that's built for mobile. It just happens to also open in on, on your browser. Got it, got it. So, 
But if you just go into your app store, and even if you type in Overdrive, the first thing that's going to pop up is Libby. But just type in Libby, Mm -hmm. and it'll be right there. It's a cute little maroon icon with a book and little little head popping out of it with a cute little bookmark as a a hair accessory. Yes, yes. It's an adorable little icon that was designed that we all fought heavily over. And... uh, And by we, I mean people above my pay grade. Um, but I, and it's a very popular Halloween costume amongst the library and book world to be wow, Libby. Oh, interesting. So, okay, I'll consider if that. If you tweet at Overdrive or Libby app, there's a good chance we'll retweet you at Halloween because we tend to do that. So <laughs> that is a cute idea. Okay, yes. so you find if the you, cute app. Yes, find the cute app, download the app. Now, um, what you're going to be prompted the first time you open it up is, do you have a library card? And if you know you've got one, you can click on yes, and it's going to, you can follow the prompts. If you say no, there's also avenues as well. And if, so even if it's a thing of like, oh, you know, I think I do, let me look up my library. Yeah. uh, You can get it to a point where you might have to get, either call your library or go in if you, because- some libraries, we do have the ability for you to be issued a card through Libby. Amazing. But this is something that's decided on a library by library basis. So sure. yeah, that's the word. Oh, it's Friday <laughs> I got you. They're gone. <laughs> a library by library thing. Yeah, um, and so if you do get a pop-up when you say like here you know, in Cleveland, I'd say uh, Cuyahoga County Public Library. I actually live in Lorain County. Don't tell anyone. It's Shh, the county just to the west. Mm, okay. But so I'm technically, I'm trying to make loco happen. It's not happening, but I'm a Lorain County public library person. Okay. But if you type, you say like I'm Cuyahoga County, or you can let it look just like all apps. If you want, We you can tell it's your location and it'll be like, oh, look where you are. Yeah. Um, but you'll get a little pop-up saying, do you have a library card? And if you say no, in Cuyahoga County, they do have instant digital card. Great. If not, like if you do, you say like, this is my library. It'll ask if you have a card. And if you, then you'll put in the card number and a pin. If your library has a pin, yes. not all of them do. Yes. Most of them do anymore. Uh, mine luckily is the last four digits of my phone number. I think most of them default to that with the ILS. If I'm going to okay. get in the weeds. Yes. Love deep it. Library talk there. Perfect. Um, <laughs> so if you don't know your PIN, that's another thing where you're going to have to contact your library. But once you type in that library card, ta-da, the world is your oyster. You can even browse through without having a library card. So if you want to see, like, is this even worth it? Like, yeah. is this something that I want? If you just type in, or if I'm like, here I'm sitting you know, in Cleveland, if I want to see what Los Angeles Public Library has available, what kind of stuff they're featuring, I can do that. I don't have a library card there. I have been to California many times. I don't live there. Uh, but I, you know, if I want to see that, I can just type in Los Angeles Public Library search and it's going to pop up so I can see what kind of stuff they're they're doing. So if it is a thing, if you're like, I don't know if this is worth it. I don't know if I need another app. You do. It is. Yes. <laughs> that, that it will be a really nice way for you just to see what your library has, what kind of stuff they're featuring, if they've got a book club going on right now, if they just are excited to look at all the local authors or whatever they might have going on. You can do that with even without your card. And then once you've got your card in there, you'll be able to see how many titles you can have checked out, how many titles you can have on hold. And all those, again, are set by 
your library. So you can, it's really a nice personalization between your library and the app. They can, they pick the colors that they show. They pick the lending times. They can do all of these things that are, can really make it something that is special for your community and for your library, Mm. which is really neat. That is really perfect. And it, I think the thing that I really appreciate about it is that, you know, there so many of us do use e-readers like a Kindle or a Nook or, you know, a variety. And a lot of people read on their phone. I cannot. That sounds like death to me. But a lot of people I know read entire books on their phones, which is incredible. But the thing I like about it is that you can transfer that book. So once I've checked out a book, I can send it to my Kindle. Yes. Okay. Once you check out a book, you go to, it says manage loan. Mm-hmm. You can click on that on your shelf. So just like you now we're, we're trying to have some parity between the book world and the physical world. So on your shelf, uh, you can click on manage loan and you just hit that send to Kindle. The first time that you do do that, you do have to set it up with your Amazon account, but afterwards you're good. Like once yes. you've done it that one time, you can send it off. And every time I do that, I reminded of the stupid name that I gave my Kindle God. and I go, same, same. Yeah. I have an email account too that I set up like in 2007 and I'm like, I'm never going to get rid of this. I yeah. can't. It's yeah. It's just too it's- dumb. <laughs> so it's, you know, I couldn't have called it Megan's Kindle. Why would I have right. done that? No, that's, it's, that's so, silly. And this- I send books to my, you know, I, every multiple times a week I'm sending books <laughs> and multiple times a week I go, why did I do that? Oh, well. <laughs> you know, you can now. rename it. I know, I know, but that wouldn't, I would lose the joy. I would lose that little moment of like, who is, this, who is this past Megan who? that named it this dumb oh, thing? Yeah, I often wonder what past Julie was up to. She's a, a scoundrel, I tell you. Yes, She's really yes. made a mess of some things. Full of hope and dreams and whimsy. And uh, yeah, that I apparently do not possess anymore, at least not to that level. And <laughs> That's right. yeah, I enjoy but. It's a really, really seamless process. I am also not somebody who, we do have a wonderful browser-based reader that sometimes I will read my books in uh, what's called Overdrive Read, which is also the way that you read through the app Yeah, or listen through the app is Overdrive Listen. We got real creative with naming, but (laughs) I will use that on my computer, especially if I'm doing, looking at it like a cookbook or something. That makes Um, sense, yes. Yeah, (laughs) that I also love with cookbooks, my little tip, search is wonderful. Mm. So you'd be like, I have some cilantro that's about to go bad. Open up a cookbook, type in, and you can search within that for all the text, find cilantro, whereas like little ingredients like yeah. that won't be in the index. Oh, You're just, that makes sense. So okay. that's my little like, Genius. yeah, my little, that's my little kitchen hack. If you've got something about to go bad okay. or you have a child who only eats avocados or whatever. Okay. This is what I need. So those like smaller ingredients. Yeah. That you can't find. In the yeah. Back. Well, that you can't find in the know. back of the book. Okay. Uh, and we can do that with overdrive read, but yeah, I'm also not somebody who likes to read on my phone that much. Okay. Um, I do, I do have an iPad and I do like reading on the, the overdrive read on my, my, it's an iPad mini. So it's about the same size as my Kindle. Okay. Yeah. And I'll read sense. on that with the, the Libby app. Yeah. Uh, if, but I, I am a just sucker for a black and white reader. Yeah. So, so many ways to baby. read, which yes. is so, which is so good. Cause I'm always reminding even the kids at school about that, right? Like it all counts because I think yep. audiobooks, there are so many different ways we can access stories. And so I love seeing that 
this option is available. And I will say also, for those of us that are addicted to books, this is an excellent option because it's so much more affordable. Oh, yeah. Yay for the library. Yeah, I follow a bunch of my my Instagram is mostly book Instagrams anymore. And I'm sure you've seen all the where they do the, the memes from shows. And it's just a bunch of different memes with like book things. And there's always seems to be one when you're scrolling through of like, when I see my credit card bill after I went to Barnes and Noble or like how much money I give to Jeff Bezos every month or my, when my partner sees the number of books I brought home, like I don't spend money on books and I read almost 200 books last year Wow! and I spend zero dollars every year. Gosh, this is perfect timing for those of us that have had a New Year's resolution to spend less and have already fallen off the wagon. Friends, you can get back on. Yes. now it, good it's, to go. It is really hard, though, when I see like, oh, like that's a really good like self-published thing that maybe the library won't have. Sure. And eat, but I can always go and see if they've got it in physical because I do go. I do darken the doors of my local library at least once a week anyway. So. They, so you're hitting it on all sides. I yes, love it. Yes. Well, you know, it's, it's, I got to keep my, it's also, you know, it's my passion. Of I was, course. A, I'm a librarian first and foremost. Of so. course. What are you seeing in terms of trends for audio versus eBooks? So audiobooks by far are, have been consistently our fastest growing area. Mm, okay. we, eBooks are our, they're our workhorse. Like they're the, like they are our, number one circulating format. Okay. Most most checkouts that we're seeing, the libraries are seeing are ebooks. e-books. But those audiobooks just keep on just going up, up, up. We did see a bit of a drop off in 2020. Okay. I think as you know, we lost commuters a lot. Yes. And and people were, you know, staying home and and not necessarily you didn't know what you were supposed to do. Yes. Is that yeah. like big old period there that we're all trying to forget, but they have just come back with zest and zeal. Mm. And what we're seeing now too, is that publishers are really noticing and we're seeing more and more stuff published in audio and produced in audio, which is exciting and expensive and difficult. But so it's what we're seeing with some of, there might be a little delay that you have between the release of, of the book and the audio book, depending on a lot of factors. Mm-hmm. But I think too, you know, that that spare book that we've been talking about. Yes. Like that being read and narrated by the author himself. Yes. Is also really I think getting people excited about audio that we have a lot of like the the memoirs and things that are being read by the actual person who lived them yes. but just getting people re-excited about this thing that maybe you remember as being a book on tape or on CD. Yes. And one of the things that about that, I mean, I love about the Libby app is that I can have a whole bunch of audiobooks on my phone mm. and I can be washing the dishes. I can be, if I had a dog walking the dog, I could be uh, just, you know, driving to pick up my child. She actually, what I tend to do is if we're going someplace really far, she's watching the iPad because. We allow screen time on long yeah. trips, and I will be listening to an audiobook of mm-hmm. my choosing, you know, oh. of whatever I want. And that's she, just the key yeah, to a good road trip, right? There. Exactly. So she's just in the back watching Paw Patrol or Mira Royal Detective 
or Spidey and his amazing friends, and I am listening to a thriller or a romance or an adventure book or whatever. Yeah. And she, I, she could care less, <laughs> and it's perfect. So that I think perfect. that it's just, and it is reading. It is reading, and I mm-hmm. feel like we're finally getting through that. And yes. especially, like I love too that it's inclusive. It really helps people with all sorts of different ways that they access books. Absolutely. And, you know, to say that audiobooks aren't reading to somebody who has a learning disability is really just terrible. Yes. And also, it's not true. I <laughs> you know, agree. If you have like severe dyslexia or something like that, and you cannot read words along a page and you use the screen reader, you use a kind of adaptive tool sure. to live your life. Why mm-hmm. can't you do that with a book as well that you're enjoying for pleasure? I agree and wholeheartedly. I think a lot of people, as an older millennial, I think a lot of people my age and younger, like the Harry Potter audiobooks were a big gateway drug. And I feel like yes. they're very, very popular amongst people in their early 40s and younger mm-hmm. that remember Jim Dale fondly. Well, and to your point, audiobooks, I mean, for those of us that remember books on tape, you know, audiobooks now, you said it, they're so produced. I mean, these are created works in their own right. And yes, obviously they're tied to the book, but they're just, they're pretty impressive. And seeing all the work that goes into them, I think that the experience is so much better than it ever has been. So it's a great time to try audiobooks for anyone, really. We actually work with a publisher called Graphic Audio mm-hmm. that does like they're essentially like plays. They're oh, yeah. just full like on a they radio have music. show almost. Yeah, they have yeah. music. They have sound effects. They have a full cast. It can almost like it can almost be distracting. How like just because I tend to like use them as background noise. Yes, but you can't. You can't like those no. aren't background. That's a like you need to sit and. Like, I imagine what it was like listening to the radio yes. for my, like, grandparents when they, yes. back in the 20s and 30s. I guess I can't say the 20s anymore because it's the 20s now. The 1920s Ugh, so and 1930s. Disturbing. Yeah. Ooh. My kids said something the other day about the 1900s, and I was like, oh, my gosh. I am way too old for this. Yeah. <laughs> this is ridiculous. It doesn't go with my everything was 5 <laughs> no. to 15 years ago, but that oh. includes things in the 80s and 90s. It's true. It's tricky. Mm-hmm. Tricky. Aging is so tricky. But so, yeah, that you, you like, they're really, they're really yeah. going all out with audio in a way that, that I think that people probably couldn't have imagined even five, 10 years ago. Yes. Yes. Oh, I'm so glad that it's so available because it is, I mean, they're just really amazing works. And it's one tap to download it to your device. And we have it set up too, for those of you who like are worried about data and it sucking all of that up. We have all of these default when you download the app, the default setting for downloads is to only do that when you are on Wi-Fi that you're signed into. So you shouldn't have, if anybody's worried that like, I'm going to download this app and it's just going to, I'm going to be out in the world. I'm going to get a notification that a hold has come in. And next thing I know, I'm downloading a 30 hour audio book Right. And, and I've sucked up all of my data for, no, like the the way you can't, if you want to turn it off, you certainly can, but you have to go into the settings and do it yourself. So (laughs) do not worry about that. It feels like you guys have thought through a lot of those details, which makes it so usable. And I will agree with that. It's just a really smart 
system and a smart app. So I'm so. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. But I want to ask you a little bit about your curation and Mm -hmm. your collection development because I know that you have lists on the Overdrive website about your most anticipated reads for 23, your favorites from 22. Would you recommend people start there also? Because I was thinking that's such a good place to discover new books, not in a retail setting. So yeah. Okay. So those are available on the Overdrive website, correct? So yeah, if you go to overdrive.com, we do have a bunch of collections on there. Okay. And I curate those. So like every week, so like later today, I'm going to update the New York Times bestseller list. Uh, So we have those. And then if you go into our browse collection, you're going to find a whole bunch of different collections there. So yeah, we have just got the, I always have the biggest books of the month. Okay. Uh, I just last week put one up out if you are interested in continuing dry January. So they're books on staying sober and sobriety. And, and so I just try to really get a whole bunch of different things in there. And if you click on those titles, you should be able, if, if assuming that you've got location services turned on mm-hmm. that the app can recognize, you should be able to see whether or not your library has those titles. So the only Perfect. caveat with that, with going to overdrive.com is that they, you might not necessarily those titles might not necessarily be owned by your library. However, if you do go to your library, your Libby site, and Mm -hmm. you're on your library, you're also going to have a bunch of great curated collections that are either put together by your library staff or by my team, Mm -hmm. depending on what they're doing, that are also going to direct you to a lot of great browsable content as well. So I know right now, um, putting up a lot of Black History Month lists, yes. Uh, putting up a lot of romance and Valentine's and Galentine's Day lists. Perfect. Things up here. I, I, the libraries that I work with um, personally are in Michigan and Wisconsin and Illinois. So a lot of lists about things to do when you're stuck inside and it's cold. Uh, Absolutely. If you're if you're getting those through your through the Libby app directly and not Overdrive.com, you know that your library. You can either check them out right now or put them on hold. So okay, we do, perfect. there's a, it's kind of like when you walk into the library and you see that book display right yes. in front of you, we want that feel. Or if you go into your local bookstore, or if you go into a Barnes and Noble or another big box bookstore where they're going to have things chunked up like this time of year. Yeah. You're going to be seeing a lot of books about black history and books by black authors. And you're going to be seeing a lot of romance because we have Valentine's day in, I guess, 11 days. Of course. It's not a big deal in my household. (laughs) So you had to look at the calendar. Yeah. I was like, when is it? (laughs) I'm like, I'm 95% sure it's a Tuesday, which means it's swim lessons in my house. 
And exactly. Just another day. And I have a cat who eats flowers, so we don't get flowers. <laughs> it's just another day. So your but, Valentine's Day will be celebrated with the books. Yes. yes. Very exciting. I, I mean, I'm a big, big, big romance reader, so I Is will, that your favorite genre? It is right now, yeah. Okay. It, I, uh, ever since the, the, the pandemic, I've always liked romance. Yes. But post that, I need an HEA, a happily ever after, as they say in romance. I need to know that at the end of the book, everything's going to be okay. You are not alone in that. I think there are so many people that have really, I mean, romance has taken off in so many yes. ways. And I think it's driven by exactly what you're saying, which is just, we need some, we need an escape. And I appreciate, too, with the understanding that Romance Writers of America, which I did not intend to bring up on this podcast at all, Great. is a bit of a mess as an organization. I and have heard by that. by a bit, I mean it's completely messy. I feel like the world of romance is more diverse and more inclusive than a lot of other genres in that a lot mm. of it can be written a little quicker. It can adapt to things. I mean – the audiobook that I'm listening to right now and the physical book I'm reading right now are both romance by black female authors. Yes. And which is not, you know, it's not a, an area that is necessarily as like those aren't authors that are as lifted up by mainstream publishing as much as they should be. Correct. But like last year, I read a romance novel where the protagonist was in a wheelchair and that okay. I don't tend to be reading a lot of that in mainline fiction. Mm. And not to say that every single romance book is perfectly inclusive and and wonderful and everything, but I do feel like the space is a lot more open to LGBTQIA and BIPOC authors and neuro and physically diverse. Mm -hmm. So as somebody who is trying to model, I'm raising, I'm raising a small person right now and trying right. to model to her that everybody is valid and everybody is good and so when she we go to the library, I always let her pick out a book for me. And the one that she picked out for me this week was a romance novel by a black author. And I was like, cool, I can That's, do this. What a fun activity. That's a really great idea. It is. It, can, it is. So far, she the only thing I won't, if she picks out a book in a series that it, I like, it's book 19 oh, or whatever. I'm like, yeah, no, no but I can't. She picked me out a cookbook a couple of weeks ago. I was like, OK. Cute. Like, so I have, I confess idea. I didn't read that one cover to cover, but we did I'll make a recipe it. from it. That is what a great idea for the parents yeah. out there. I so, love yeah. that. Uh, you've got to be willing to potentially read some weird things, or I guess you could pretend. I mean, yeah. she's not going to quiz me. She doesn't it's know. It's true. Yes. But it's been a fun, if nothing else, you can check it out. Totally. Yeah. You might be surprised by what yeah, you enjoy. Yeah. Since she, she does not read. She doesn't even know what she – she's literally just picking it based on the cover. And there was Which, a pretty woman on the cover of this book, and she was like, here, you're going to read this one. But I really appreciate that from from Romance Landia right now is that yeah. I do feel like there's not as much of of the, like, the funneling, the difficulties of – the hurdles of yes. of getting gatekeeper kind yes, of – Yes, 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 I, This is yes. going to be perhaps your best – discussion ever since I my brain is just a bunch of word salad right now that I am just no I think that you and I are just tracking I'm like mm-hmm yep yeah. I know where we we're going we finish each other's sandwiches that's right sandwiches you've obviously been watching Frozen 
I yeah. Did I mention I have a three and a half year old daughter who's having a frozen themed birthday party in a couple oh, months? So what a delight! That's very it's exciting. gonna be great. Gonna um, be but great. yeah, I I'm a big. I, I try to read a whole bunch of stuff. I yeah. do, but I and I but I, and I used to read a lot more fiction and a lot more nonfiction than I do now. But I'm real happy in my. My romance lane for the moment. Okay, so give us maybe just uh, to kind of wind us down a little bit, give me three to five upcoming books that you would put in my hands if we were at the library or at the virtual library, obviously. Okay. And you want them to be books in the future? They don't have to be. Okay. Okay. Whatever. I I do. Yeah. I, I, I do really gonna recommend the new Allie Hazelwood even though you can't okay. read it quite yet that's all right I can wait and then again it's so for those of you that don't read Allie Hazelwood it's a what we in-house call steminist romance oh because these are all is a genre of like women scientists or women within stem fields who find love with steminist romance. steminist romance I love it and Allie Hazelwood is like she's a brilliant scientist herself. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, she has a PhD. She's. All... I have not read one of hers yet. So which okay. one? Okay, so I need to read the upcoming. But which one should I read that's out now? The one that I really just gave me all the feels was her second one that came out last summer. It's called Love on the Brain. Okay, and it was just like just visceral, like happy feelings throughout my body when I was reading it. Although her first oh. one, the love, they're all kind of in the same universe, but they're yes, not yes. connected by any stretch okay. of the imagination. Okay. So the, this most recent one, there is a brief cameo from one of the couples from the previous oh. book, but like they do not move the plot. They are not like, they literally come in for a party and then okay. they, and they are briefly talked to and then they walk away. So it's not, <laughs> it is by no means a like, they don't, it's not a thing like a Bridgerton where they're all interconnected yes. and you're going to, they're all going to journey together yes. apart. I no, don't, it's, yeah. It's, I don't know if I have that kind of availability in my commitment. Okay, good. So Love on the Brain is the one I'm going to read first. Go ahead. And then I'm going to recommend, oh no. Okay. No, it's just, I love this book. Okay. The only reason I'm saying oh no is because I'm about to really mess up, potentially mess up some pronunciation. Okay. And it's because I took Latin and ne- have no, I can't pronounce any other language than English, very sadly. Will allow. Um, but yeah, but it's called, and this one came out last summer as well. So this okay. is one that, but I just read it uh, a week okay. ago. Um, it's called After Hours on Milagro Street. Oh, muy bien. And, I speak Spanish. Okay, good. Uh, yeah. Okay. And yeah. it's by Angelina M. Lopez. Okay. And it is a book about um, a Mexican-American woman who lives in middle America in a town that is has a very, like, large Mexican-American population. Okay. But I think really, like, speaks to the fact that there are immigrant populations everywhere, mm-hmm. and you don't think of them being in Nebraska. Yeah. Um, yeah that, that, like, there is, like, but it's, it's good and spicy. She has to come back to her, to her family's home after having to try to help save her, her grandmother's 
bar that's been part of the family for forever. Plus there's a reason that she needs to leave Chicago. Okay. And there is a boarder who's living with her grandmother, who of course is very, he's, he teaches at the local college and is very, now that I'm thinking about it, it might be Kansas and not Nebraska, in which case the middle America people will, will crawl all over me. Oh no. I apologize. (laughs) Is it Kansas? it might be. I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> but when I said college, I realized that it might. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Are we All in right, trouble? I'm going to have to do some Googling. Yes. Okay. Well, I will we'll, be. As somebody we'll who is also in a, a flyover state, I <laughs> get it. Although, again, again, like we have. Hey, there are advantages to everywhere. Okay. It takes place in Kansas. Woo! Oh, well, yay, Kansas. At least I remembered. <laughs> yes, you did. You get okay. points. You <laughs> but cover, yeah, so you she pulled she it out returns, Good job. She returns to help her family and to help the town. And it really has a lot. It's it's heartwarming. It's steamy. It's and it really helps highlight some of the different like like areas that yeah. you don't necessarily think of as having. Because when you think of like Hispanic populations, you're probably thinking of places on on borders or wherever that you aren't necessarily thinking of the heartland, but her family has been there for generations and really helped make the town what it is. And it's a, he's a bit of the, the male main character is a bit of a, like what we call like cinnamon roll. He's very gentle and kind and uh, just a genuinely nice guy. You are totally illuminating for me the the specific vocabulary that goes with romance novels. There, yeah. You I could do no an entire idea. another thing of just like just yes. romance. The the we have our own language. Yes, are, like an urban dictionary of, yes, of just romance terms. Yes. Wow. Okay. Gosh, so much to learn. I don't read a lot of romance. So but I did read one called A Merry Little Meat Cute last year and had them on the podcast. Yes, I loved that book. I featured oh. that in a like a holiday romance one. That one was that... perfect for holiday romance. I also learned some new vocabulary while reading that book. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that was happening. So romance can also be educational. It can. And um <laughs> I mean, if that, like I, and also kind of the, the romance genre to kind of be positive about like the OnlyFans-esque platforms is another thing where that's a, it's a wonderful, wonderful book for something a little, very different that I just finished listening to and like laughed and was also kind of sad about (laughs) Amber Ruffin and her sister, Lacey Lamar have a have a follow-up to their previous book. And this one's called the world record book of racist stories where they, her sister Lacey lives in Nebraska. (laughs) (laughs) A state in the middle of the United States. Yeah. And I know this time it it is Nebraska. (laughs) This is Nebraska. Oh, good. It is Nebraska. Well then perfect. We're looping it back around. But, and also they are, they are both black women. Amber Ruffin is a late night talk show host now was, you know, a writer for Seth Meyers. So she lives in New York, but this one, so their first book was all about all the crazy things that have happened to her sister living in predominantly white spaces. And just like, you know, the people who come up to like, 
above and beyond just asking if they can touch her hair. And so this book is even more stories about that, plus ones from their family that are simultaneously very funny and also very sad. Um, But they, they both do the narration. This time they like, it's the two of them kind of almost a memoir of, of their growing up. They sing little songs that they made up to each other. It's a very fun book. If you listen to them fast, like I do, they sound insane, the little songs. So slow <laughs> sure. down for the little songs so you can enjoy okay. those in a way that you don't, it's not like listening to two little mice sing to each other. <laughs> so that was just a delightful, delightful audiobook. And I also did finish the new Lee Bardugo, uh, okay. Hellbent, for the Alex Stern books, which is the follow-up to her, uh, to the Ninth House. Oh, which- yes. Yeah, which came out in like 2019 or 2020. So this right. is a long time sequel for those of you big Lee Bardugo fans out there. Okay. That you need to. And what was your take? Did you like I it? I did, but I needed to like a good palate cleanse afterwards because it's a like very good book. These are about essentially making the secret societies of Yale. Mm-hmm. They control magic, actual magic. Wow. But it's all pretty dark. It's not fun Harry Potter-esque. No. Like. It's not like joyful. This is all pretty much like taking advantage of people and using it to make them more powerful and more wealthy. And our main character, Alex, can see ghosts. Okay. And has been, and has since, so she gets plucked out of a hospital bed after something truly horrible happens to her Mm -hmm. and sent to Yale with the promise of like kind of leaving her past behind. Right. To help kind of be a part of an organization that oversees all of these secret societies and make sure that their magic is not out of control. Okay. And uh, then just crazy and bad things happen. It's, they're kind of violent. They're very dark. Okay. This is, I know Lee Bardugo is mostly known for writing YA. These are adult novels. Yes. Um, So they, they have no spice at all. They are a zero on the spice meter, but they are, again, violent. They're for grownups. They're, They're for swearing grown-ups. and whatnot. Okay. They're also pretty long. They're kind of doorstoppery. Yes. I think that's probably why I haven't picked one up just yet. I'm in a season of life where I need the quick hits usually. So Yeah. Well, audiobooks, listen to them quick. Yes. If, with the Libby app, you can go up to three <laughs> times the speed if you're feeling very, very neuro on it. Like 100%. whatever kind of audio, auto, audible pathways, whatever. Yeah. Can, I can't get above like over two or... It becomes garbled nonsense, yeah, but that'll help. Over two would, yeah, that's a good good point. One more book I wanted to ask you about because I saw it on your upcoming titles, Rebecca Mackay's new book. I have some questions for you. Mm-hmm. Did you listen to that one? It's Julia Whelan was the narrator. I have not yet. Okay. I haven't listened to it yet. Okay. Because um, it doesn't come out yet. It doesn't come out yet. Okay. I didn't know if it was on your, oh, the audiobook's not out yet. Yeah. And have you like read the, it The yet? book book isn't out yet. It comes no. out at the end of February. Yes. Exciting times. Okay. I didn't know. I yeah. sat on the list, so I didn't know if you had read that one. No. It, I, I actually, funnily enough, I have, like, I, I do have a physical copy of it downstairs on my bookshelf, but I have not had a chance to <laughs> well, open it Well, what have you been yet. doing all day? I mean, you oh. only have a three and a half year old, Megan. Jeez. I know. I know. <laughs> now, I've been reading, I've been reading the books that she picks out from the library and that one's not. That one, you know, I'm reading on ones it. with pretty women on the cover. Well, I mean, you can't um, blame her. No. She knows uh, what's Yes. No, Um. so I haven't actually read it yet. Okay, um, well, maybe so we'll I, loop back around. But I did like The one. Great Believers a lot. I loved The Great Believers. 
Yeah. And yeah. And if you were in Cleveland, I could totally, it's one that I actually could lend to you. Well, you know, but, we'll just have to make a trip happen yeah, it's, at some point, but we will totally worth it for a book that comes out in three weeks. So that <laughs> that you was could super just... cruel of me though, to just pick out one and be like, what about this one? Like you haven't yeah, no. read a million. <laughs> no, I mean, I've only read 20 books this year so far. What a slacker. I know. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. on I that note, at some I mean, point. I, it's true. On that note, I have really enjoyed talking to you about this. I think this is going to be helpful for people that are going to use Overdrive. And Livy, thank you so much for explaining to us how it works and yeah. how easy it actually is. And just also sharing so many, there are so many good books that come out that really it can are. be really overwhelming to find them. So thank you for pointing out the ones you did, but then also knowing that we can access those curated lists. I think it really helps people know what to read next, because for those of us that aren't drowning in books, sometimes you might think, I'm not sure what I'm going to read next, but you have provided an answer to that question. So yeah, I'm very and, and- grateful always reach out to your friendly neighborhood librarians. Like they, they know what's up and they want to talk to you about these. And we were all like taught in library school, how to figure out how to get the best book in somebody's hands. So Mm. they, they want to have these conversations with you. So that's above and beyond what we have in Libby and what we have on overdrive.com for you to browse through. Don't be afraid to just, they're not, I know it's scary to talk to strangers, but they're some of the nicer ones. So <laughs> it's true. Most librarians don't bite. They're very no. friendly. I have never been bitten by a librarian and I know many. It's so true. You are a good sample case for this. Yes. <laughs> well, Megan, thanks so much for the time and happy reading. Thank you. You too. All right. Speak soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Ask a Librarian. As always, it's my joy to share and learn with you. You can follow me on Instagram at juliewritesWords, or you can go to my website, juliewritesWords.com. There you'll find the show notes, including all the books mentioned in the episode. See you in the stacks next week. And until then, friends, never go anywhere without a book. <laughs>